1: say she's a beauty entrepreneur would be only part of the story as she's also an author and activist and the world-renowned keynote speaker we sit down with the incredible barb stegman ceo and founder of the seven virtues a clean vegan and sustainably sourced fragrance company that supports countries rebuilding after war or strife stay tuned for this one Hi everyone and welcome to Founded Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable in Maine, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable in Maine has been an incredible journey so far and I've decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow founders of beauty brands around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition and so I'm using this platform as a way to inspire and hopefully help each other in what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build brands, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to introduce you our guest for today, the incredible Barb Stegman. Barb is an inspirational individual with a unique entrepreneurial vision. She revolutionized the industry with a cruelty-free, organic, clean fragrance company, The Seven Virtues, after working her way to fame after her appearance on the wildly renowned Dragon's Den. Today, Barb has been recognized as one of the top 100 most powerful women in Canada, and her brand has taken over the market, including the likes of Sephora. Barb, thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you for having me. What a beautiful intro. I've got to say, you know, it can be lonely though. Excellent place. It can
1: be. Uh, And that's the reality, but less lonely when we get to speak like this and share our stories.
2: Yeah, bravo you. This is is really incredible what you've created. I just want to tell you that.
1: It's all thanks to you guys. So thank you. Um, But I just want to go straight into it because I am dying to hear about your journey and I want to have the whole world hear it. So my first question I ask, which I ask to pretty much every single guest is who is Bob in a nutshell?
2: Hmm. Oh, what a great question. Well, I'm still on the journey. I'm still figuring it all out, but I I do know that uh, I I came to this earth with some, some dreams and some purpose and mostly service. And I I try to follow that and, and listen to my instincts and my mentors and, you know, really to serve as best i can and and whatever that looks like in each chapter of this whole wonderful story uh and and it's really really been a wild trip and i i just every year just gets better i just every year just gets more exciting i i just think it's it's so exciting to follow your your instincts, your purpose, and your service to others and takes you on the most beautiful journey.
1: I, I love that. But I mean, your your experience and what you've done and achieved in the last, um, well, what I've known in the last you know couple of like, 10 years is incredible from Dragon's Den to today. But I do want to just know a bit around, you know, before Dragon's Den and before, you know, you started with the journey of the seven virtues, what were, what were you doing and why did it build the foundations of, you know, creating what you are today?
2: Mm, yeah, well, I, was, uh, uh, I had a journalism degree. My second degree was in journalism. My first one was sociology. I wanted to be a social worker and I volunteered with street youth for three years. And when I was finally trained as the trainer, I realized I wasn't made of the stuff that's required. I, d- I just didn't really have the strength And that really hurt this whole career path I had set out on. And so I then did my journalism degree. I'd always wanted to be a journalist. And then the two kind of fused the idea of a social entrepreneur, the idea of doing your homework uh, uh, making cold calls, all the skills I was taught in, in my education, but also the, the socially conscious bit of wanting to empower others in a way that I can, that I'm built for. And so, uh, I had a little boutique PR firm and I was helping you know, cultural groups, uh, some really cool titans of business that were guiding me, like Lululemon. I did their flip-flop swear fundraiser for cancer research. So everything I touched was sort of straddling the line between socially conscious and empowering others, but always business was always right there. And so, uh, you know, when my best friend was wounded in Afghanistan, that was really what set me on this journey to rebuild, uh, to carry on his mission of peace. So I feel like a great question. Everything I had done up until that point was the training for that moment when you really figure out what life requires of you in that moment. And that's really how The Seven Virtues was, was born.
1: No, it's, in, it's incredible. And I mean, you, you mentioned your friend and I know you've also um, been involved with the Perfume War documentary, which is your story pretty much um, of why you stand for such a mission. Can you talk us a bit about that?
2: Yeah, you know, when, when my best friend was serving in Afghanistan in a peaceful shura and he was severely wounded, when he returned, um, you know, I think a lot of us, when we have military family or friends, you feel like your hands are tied. And I really, I really didn't want any of his mission to be in vain. And I knew that part of his healing would be to know that his mission would continue. So I said, you heal, I've got this. And then I realized I don't have this. I'm not a brave soldier. I'm not a world leader. The world wasn't made for me to, to be a part of, of building peace. And I thought, wait a second. Women own the buying power. Eighty percent of household decisions are made by women. I thought, what if we could flex our buying power and really make uh, meaningful change in communities so that children could uh – the, I mean, the, the young man that attacked my best friend was illiterate. He was played by the Taliban. And that's, that's unacceptable. And, and I really felt that literacy, education, empowerment were really crucial pieces for us to flex our buying power as women all the way in North America. And so that was really how it all began. And it actually started with a book. Uh, I actually, When I was thinking about empowering women, I wrote the seven virtues of a philosopher queen. It took two years to write. I took all the stoic wisdom that Churchill and Aurelius and all the boys used. And I thought, you know, my mom didn't talk to me about Adam Smith and capitalism or Plato and the polis, you know? And I thought, if we're really going to walk in this world with men, then we deserve to know all that learning, all that wisdom in the, in, uh, that the philosophers have used for centuries. And, and so I gave it to my sisters. And it's actually the first book ever sold in Sephora. And it's empowered women to launch companies, end bullying, run for office. And then I brought the thesis to life when I read about Abdullah Arsala in Afghanistan, Jalalabad. He was growing illegal orange blossom and rose. And the same people that attacked my best friend were knocking over his distillery. And I knew that was my way to care and really literally bring the thesis to life up out of the book. And so that's what the fragrances are, that, that enough talk, let's take action. Although oh, you've got the nice scent, huh, uh And I love that you love our scents. That means a lot to me, given you have, your whole family has that expertise. I
1: love the scents just to like take a segue on that, but the scents are incredible, but continue.
2: Oh yeah. So, so, so thank you. Um, it, it really does mean a lot to me because I know you and your family and your father, I have that rich history and fragrance. So it, it's very special that you love our scents that they've passed the test, you know? Um, so yeah. And then I brought the thesis to life. Um, the banks wouldn't give me a loan. Uh, this was before the word social enterprise. Uh, this is 11 years ago. Uh, even though I had a perfect credit rating owned my own house, you want to buy oils from Afghanistan. They kind of looked at me like I had three heads and I thought that's unacceptable, you know, really. I mean, the, 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 imagine what they go through. If, they, if my own country won't even support me in this mission, how, how, how difficult it must be for, for businesses in, in regions, uh, without the kinds of supports that are required, especially dealing with violence and, and that kind of thing and corruption and, and all of those terrible things that really hold people back. So, so I, uh, I actually put it on my visa card and I launched out of my garage on international women's day, found a perfumer. We made a thousand bottles and I just believed in it so fully it was on the front page of the Globe and Mail our major uh Canadian uh, newspaper third page Toronto Star and then within six weeks I was on Dragon's Den and we hit our break-even analysis literally that week and um yeah I made the Dragons cry that was pretty cool Mm. uh and became the first woman from Atlantic Canada to get uh a deal on Dragon's Den And, and you know Atlantic Canada is very much a lot like the UK Um, We are, uh, we've got a very Scottish, Irish, English um, base here in Atlantic, and we're actually only five hours away from from you across the pond. It takes me longer to get to Vancouver than to come see Mm -hmm. all of you in London. Oh. And so, uh, you know, we're part of the Commonwealth. So we have a lot in common and, and really that was how it all began. And, and I hope that that gives others who are out there listening and thinking about doing something so bold. And, uh, you know, I was made fun of people made fun. We have a little tabloid, very UK, very we have UK. a little tabloid. <laughs> <laughs> we love Coronation though, <laughs> We sure do. I love it. <laughs> So, so, yeah, you know, people made fun and, um, that's okay. My son came home from the schoolyard. He was 13. They were all laughing, reading this article and this tabloid. And, you know, I said to my son, I said, do you understand, sweetie, that, you know, if we're going to change something in a big way, we just have to start and that, you know, we're going to, we're not going to change it overnight, but. But if we just start and we we can actually uh, ignore all the naysayers and focus on our service to others and our instincts, and what is the right thing to do, and what does life require of me in this moment? I ask myself that question all the time. It guides you. You have an inner uh, voice. you have that that voice. you got to listen to it and get rid of the clutter. And so, uh, we just proceeded, and here we are now, 11 years later. Uh Abdul has doubled his distillery. We're his largest orange blossom buyer. He has 10 buyers now. And, you know, he almost gave up a year after I found him, and, and life's fragile to think that he almost gave up. He has much more stressful things than I will ever face. And so any of us in the comfort of our, the U.K., North America, the EU, listening, or anywhere in the world where you have a comfortable life, really nothing that anyone can do to you could really hurt you the way it can hurt people in these other countries and they kind of they're kind of counting on us to be brave and get over our egos and and really I think that's that's what it takes you know I love the core of your show the idea of how does a founder start and and I'm really glad you asked that because you know it's really important to give the context around the why that it's not easy but but also the why that it's so important exactly and you know and no
1: one really gets to to see that you know there's only so much an interview can do in an article or even a product can tell you with a website but i think i really wanted to champion the voices and the reasons why because there's so much more to the brand um um today it's really the person behind it the founder behind it and that's the future for me of of these kind of brands and your story is truly um yeah, I, you were saying the dragons cried i cried when i watched your trailer for um uh the perfume war documentary Aww. which i want to check out um well you know what
2: akash we can make sure that we can make sure you have the link to the full movie for free i would for love all to. of your listeners I would love to. yeah and oh that would yeah, be amazing you can share that we
1: can put it in the summary yeah. um of the podcast that would be so guys you're very lucky we'll, we'll, you can click below and you'll you'll get to uh to watch right? it but it is that um and also going to the point of the British part, it's so true, like you guys you know we kept we kept the dragon's Den name, not the shark tank name um and also um I've actually been to nova scotia um what? Fun, yes
2: oh my gosh.
1: My father actually invested in hascat berries, which I know is quite common. Uh, oh. We have a farm there. So um, I love Nova Scotia. There oh, my was, goodness. a great watching. Sadly, didn't see any whales, no. but um, love, love Nova Scotia. you will have to come
2: it's back and we place. can roll out the I red carpet. We do like to I have cocktails to. <laughs> by the water. So get ready for a party town.
1: I am I am coming. I love that. Um, no, but honestly, uh, that, that, that story and that journey of why we do things beyond our own ego, our own selves, it's really... Um, to pay it forward. And and there's a deeper purpose. And now people know, it. but I I do want to go into um, the name seven virtues, because it's quite a prominent name throughout um, your career, your life with the book, the brand. So, why exactly The Seven Virtues?
2: Yeah, well, you know, the book came first. Uh, so the book's called The Seven Virtues of a Philosopher Queen. It's a play off Plato's Republic. And uh, a woman's guide to living and leading in an illogical world. It really is illogical. It's for men too. Uh, it's just that my, you know, we... Our, like I said, our moms didn't talk to us about Adam Smith and capitalism. So I felt these were things that women um, needed to have. Our moms taught us other wonderful things, but we didn't necessarily get that wisdom. So I studied philosophy at King's, uh, part of Dalhousie. Uh, it's related to the UK uh, college as well. It's a university. And... um And, you know, the virtues were always very prominent in philosophy for us. So when I was writing it, I took the main four stoic virtues that Churchill and the boys used, you know, truth, courage, justice and wisdom. And then I added three more wonder, balance and beauty, but beauty, not in the. Uh, billboard, airbrushed ideals we've been taught, but rather the the way that Michelangelo believed in beauty, that beauty is expression over form. And so, you know, what is form? You're born in the Twiggy era, and you're skinny. They'd say, that's your beauty. He'd say, that's not your beauty. You're born in the Renaissance, and you're voluptuous. Well, they'd measure you and say, that's your beauty. He'd say, that's not your beauty. Your beauty is your expression, not your form. And that is your power and your dignity. And we need to teach ourselves, our sisters, our daughters, our brothers, our sons, our fathers, everyone around us and show them that your beauty is your power and your dignity never hand it over. And even if you don't agree with someone, that's okay. Just never strip them of theirs and maintain yours. And so even on dragons, Den, we, you know, every, every show has their mean, you know, their mean, mean dragon,
0: the mean dragon, and, you know,
2: <laughs> even with the mean dragon, ours is Kevin O'Leary. He's now on Shark Tank. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I actually held my own and made sure that even though he was coming at me, that I maintained my power and my dignity and his, and then, you know, became friends with him and his whole team, even though he didn't at the time believe in it now he does. And that's another, uh, curse challenge blessing when you are ahead of your time. And so when you're ahead of your time, don't give up just because someone uh, doesn't like it. Maybe you're ahead of your time. And and just, yeah. you know, sales is five times, they have to hear it five times. And so you can't, I don't want anyone to think that I just sort of glided into all of this. Uh, Sephora even, I mean, back to the seven virtues, the seven virtues can't fail you. That's what I find so mesmerizing mm. about the power of them, if the daily practice of the virtues, you can't fail. And these are you know 2,400-year-old principles. And I wrote a book on it. It's now an eighth edition at Sephora. It still blows my mind that this works. Like I'm always like, oh, my God. If you stay in a state of wonder and you don't judge, yeah. don't judge yourself, don't judge everyone around you, all the resources you need will appear guaranteed. I know this firsthand. I was raised on welfare as a single mom in rural Nova Scotia. We had so little. I mean, the mice used to chew my blankets and I used to ask God, why, why am I here? And then I I just had this sort of knowing this understanding that it was a part of my learning. I really did. I didn't fret. I worked hard. I got a part-time job. My sister and I were able to bring home the broken muffins and the pizzas no one wanted from our part-time jobs. We would buy school clothes so that we looked like everyone else starting at 15, 16. So we could blend in. We worked hard. We studied hard. We were both in honors and, and did all the things that you could do. Uh, uh, and I feel very grateful for that because I know in a lot of impoverished countries like Afghanistan, where literacy runs high, you know the poverty we know in North America is nowhere near the poverty, nowhere right? Near. And so when I sit in a home in Haiti uh prior to the pandemic uh, or or Rwanda, I I have empathy. I I I know that that's why I was sent to my poverty and my poverty is nowhere near the poverty that people experience in these countries. And it's also shaped me to create a business model. That's not about charity, but rather empowerment Mm -hmm. and jobs and dignity and back to the beauty is your power and your dignity. And I think that's why we need diversity in leadership. People like myself, like yourself, people who've experienced other cultures, other uh, ways of living so that we can really lead our companies, our community, whether it's politics, whether it's your family, it doesn't matter, lead in such a format that is driven by your character and your character is your destiny. And the beautiful thing is it costs nothing to build your character. And I feel like the virtues give you that strength when you're confused, when you're alone, when you're not sure what to do, they can anchor you and they won't fail you. And I feel like it's just the most powerful information that's all there and free for us you can sit down and read Seneca or Plato or Socrates and it's like you're sitting talking to a wise sage why wouldn't you grab all that wonderful wisdom and and use that in your life uh, and, and personally and professionally and and build you know a really solid, life of service and joy and purpose and success. And it all, it all dances together, you know?
1: I actually I have goosebumps when you said those things because it's, it's so true. And what I also love is you said something that I think is so important, where it's not about charity, it's about empowerment. And that's a sustainable approach to a mission-driven brand. And you guys are obviously, from a product perspective, sustainable. But I love that your mission, your why is also sustainable. And that's something that I think, we really do separate yourself, and that's why it's growing so quickly. It's why people love it, and um, it's why people love you. But th- there is a sense of, you know, I can definitely see you within the brand. That's what makes it so special. That's what makes it so, um, for me, cut through to the, the noise and the, the big saturation we have in the industry today, especially the fragrance industry, which is very saturated, as we both know. But um, wh- why, you know, how, or how, I would say, did you cultivate this mindset um was it because a lot of people are not there and they would want to but did it take time or were you always this mindful Hmm. I would say
2: that's a great question well I've always had very mindful mentors and I've always sought out people who would shun riches even though they might have been from power and would then go volunteer and donate their time time Giving your time to someone is more than giving things to someone, giving them that wisdom. And, you know, as someone who was raised in poverty, my teacher's, believed in my sister and I. In fact, my Latin teacher, who was my sister's English teacher, lives in England a few hours north. And every time I'm in England pre-pandemic, and I will come back again, I would get on a train and travel three hours to go see her and thank her. And and in fact, her husband was a professor at St. of X. She didn't get to see the bench dedicated to him. So I uh, did part of the documentary interview on that bench so she could see the bench. I know. And so, I love so it. isn't it beautiful that when we're young, these blessed people come in our lives and they have high expectations of us and we want to strive to reach, if not exceed them. And then life goes on and they become older. And, and it's really incumbent upon us to never forget these people and to travel and go to great lengths to invest to meet back. Them. Yeah. To invest yeah. back, to meet I, I, with and them. And also
1: to, um, you know, we often have them in our mind, but the actions are what's important. Always. Like I actually now, you eventually inspire me that I need to go back and actually meet or at least Zoom right now some of these people that have made, who've made me who I
2: am today. And I'm sure that's what you've done. Oh yeah. One of my events was a a talk in my hometown, Vanneganish. And I I found my English teacher. There were three teachers that really, really empowered me. And I found my English teacher and invited him to sit with the mayor. And I got to thank him in front of everyone. And, uh, you know, he probably doesn't remember half of what he said. He's kind of like, why am I here? But, but, but that's okay. I think sometimes we don't know that just a passing Sentence to someone can 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 impact them a challenge put forth by a great question Mm. can can make a person reflect and think and and we may not even remember that moment and that's okay that person does and you go and deposit it back and I find that to be one of the most thrilling things of this journey is to uh take the wisdom that someone literally deposited in your mind and And let it grow and go back and invest it back in that person and then obviously all the people around you. But... I think it's a pretty special moment when you go back and do that. Whether they remember you or not. Uh
1: Exactly. Is and then often they will, right, they often will. You'll be surprised. They will. And that's yeah. okay if
2: they don't, depending on how intense the relationship was. But you know, for my Latin sure. teacher, uh she remembered me obviously and always knew my mother and my sister and you know, my sister and I didn't know until she told us that that my mother went to every single parent teacher meeting. We had no car. Like, gosh, how did yeah, she maybe. get to every parent? How did she get these yeah. things I learned from Mrs. Mutimer that my, my mother who really struggled. And you,
1: you didn't realize at that time. She was working hard.
2: My mother was working wow. hard. And, you know, when you're a teenager, you don't really appreciate that. So it took years to really appreciate that and have a, you know, uh, you know, she's passed away two years ago, but we had a beautiful relationship with her in the later years. And, uh, you know, so, but, but even Mrs. Mutimer, uh, you know, we have a new relationship. So, you yeah. know, it's very hard for me not to call her Mrs. Universe. call me yeah. Eleanor, Bob, with her beautiful accent.
1: I, I really now, you've inspired me to message some of my um, my key mentors, yes. teachers yes. and mentors, because it actually starts at school, usually. Yep. Um, and then, it, you know, that it cultivates into maybe your boss at work or your first few jobs or right. a, a professor at university. Um, but then, yeah, never underestimate the people that really went the extra mile for you. Because um, they saw something. And
2: they see they something, something in you. And for everyone listening, all the people that push you and challenge you, go thank them. As soon yeah. as you hear this, when you're finished, go thank them because they make you who you are. And, and it's a blessing to have someone pushing you out of your comfort zone, probably even sometimes pushing you to the point that you don't like it. And that's good. Yeah. You should be out of your comfort zone in terms of your potential, your, your gifts. And, you know, you really can't keep your gifts to yourself. And that's the thing. I, I've got to say the thing that drives me crazy, and I go on about it, is, you know, you weren't given gifts to keep to yourself. And so when a person is a fantastic singer, let's say, and they, they feel like, oh, I can't get up and do it, but their voice is healing. Do you think that you were given that great voice to keep to yourself? Get over your fear. And, you know, Dragon's Den, I was terrified. You know, they're so mean. My cheek was, you know, going into my eye. I wanted to pee my pants. You know, you're yeah. terrified. And and the one thing that got me over was... You know, the bigger picture, the chance to tell millions of viewers that we need to do trade with nations rebuilding and ignite that business cavalry to come and do trade. I got over my fear. So when you're scared, if you can take whether it's a beautiful singing voice or pitching a business or or coming up with an idea, whatever that is. If you can realize that it's it's for the greater good and there are people counting on you, then you'll get over your fear. And I'm gonna take it one step further. If that doesn't work for you, I want you to realize that someone half as good as you, with possibly even ill intentions, is out there doing it.
1: Doing so it. So get exactly. out there. Right? I couldn't agree more. And also I, I pretty much have built my whole career on this fake it till you make it approach where I was always my inner demons. I was always like, nope, can't do it. And then I was like, I can do it, but I didn't believe I could. But then when you do the first public, sp- you know, I, I, growing up, just a little story, but I couldn't, I had my sixth speech therapy till I was five because I was so scared of speaking.
2: Look at and you. You your um, m- melodious yeah. voice. I could listen to you. And now I'm here day doing, day
1: po- I, did TED, I did a TED talk, I did podcasts, and never would have imagined. The voice is beautiful. Um, So that's kind of where I faked it. I believed in it. I faked it till I believed it. And you know what? You don't even have to say that.
2: I wouldn't even say fake it till you make it. I wouldn't even say that ever again because you know what? There was nothing fake about it. I'll tell you right now.
1: Very true, You
2: visualized. And that's the key. You saw yourself and who you would be and there is nothing fake about that. And the action of seeing the gifts that you have come to life in service to others is so genuine. And even though... It may not have been in that moment when you first began. I certainly knew nothing about perfume. That's okay. You go do all the mm-hmm. homework if you believe in it enough, and you do all the learning, and now we're a leader in the clean beauty space, at it for longer mm-hmm. than most, 11 years now. And so I really think you saw uh, who you are today and and the great yeah. things that you do bringing people knowledge and information and wisdom. And, 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 you know, that was probably the driver. And then the question becomes, you know, was it predestined? Did you just know this had to happen or did you create it? Who knows? That's the mystery. I mean, we can get into a philosophical discussion. Yeah. I love the, but the you know, at
1: least uh, I, I'm going to actually never say that's a very good lesson. I'm never going to say that. I'm going to say I visualized it or I believed it and I made it.
2: I love you love so much that. right now because I
1: love that. You're, and it's okay to actually say, you know what? That's you know, we, we learn and that's actually such yeah. a good point. I never thought about that. You
2: visualized that. it. You made it happen. You saw it coming. It. You also as as Michelangelo said, the sculptures in the clay. So we have to know when we're looking at the sculpture, whether it's our body, because the mind-body-soul balance is crucial. You take care of your body, mind, and soul, but don't take care of one more than the other. So whether you're dealing with struggling with weight or 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 whatever that may be, I did as a young woman, and it never goes away, I always see my body as a sculpture in the clay and let it emerge. And so the mind, you rip it by reading a book. The soul, same thing, visualization, the the spiritual path that you're on, the service to others. That's all work that we do in the mechanics of our soul and honoring it. And really, it's keeping all three always working and being mindful of all three and taking care of all three at all times, not one more than the other. And then with that, we get... uh, visions. We get, uh, intuition, premonitions, right? All of those things that, that help you navigate. And you go back to Socrates and Plato, because I always do even Socrates and Plato believed that everyone has a predestined track. And when you're in the zone, we've all been there before. You just literally groove into it and go with it. But when you're judging, when you're afraid, When you're confused, which is human, you're allowed to, we're allowed to, we're bumbling, be kind to yourself. But when you let that stuff that is very much the mere mortal side of us get in the way of your divine soul, you can hinder that growth. So just let the soul guide you and listen to it. And it's got a whole path for you. And this goes back 2,400 years ago. This isn't even religious. This is philosophical. Mm. And it applies to everybody. And so what's really cool about it is, and again, it freaks me out it can't fail you. It didn't fail you. You visualized who you were. You spent those first five years working on imagining this. And my first thoughts when you opened your mouth were what a buttery, beautiful voice, not just that, but how you use it as a tool for good and service to others. And, and look at that. That was all I would venture to say, part of your destiny. You docked into it. You docked into it and began to do the work to honor and serve this service. So so you were always going to be here and you did the work to do it. And I'm bravo. Oh,
1: I love that. I think, I mean, that is, if anyone listening, listening to that, please really do listen to those words and implement them into your mindset because that is that. And don't stress too much to try to understand it. Just yeah, be with it. That's it. And that's well the said. Important. Yeah. Just be with it. It's very important. Just be with it and enjoy it. And, and, you know, go on this journey. That's the best thing about life is, is we are all unique we're all on our own journey i do think sometimes especially the younger you know uh, even me but like the gen z's and stuff they get caught up in the social media and this trying to be something and it's it not is, real again it's, not, it's real. not real because that is actually something that was man-made and maybe is um is something that we have to control but And having said that, that's a whole other discussion. Well, I'll tell you you this, though. You know, I
2: think every day when you start your day shouldn't be with your phone. And the first thing you do is I I make a decision every day whether I'm going to go to the pool and do laps, bike, depending on the weather, or go down to the gym in the basement. And uh, one of the three happens every day. This morning's was nice because I biked down by the water and I had my grapefruit. And I looked at the boats and I looked at the sun as it was coming through. And I remember just thinking you know, this is really all there is. I think this is really magical. And then I came back with just a, uh, you know, just a, just a much more relaxed view of the day as the emails started pouring in. And and, uh, and it
1: works. right? and then it you're back
2: happen. into it and then tomorrow i can start all over again maybe tomorrow will be a swim because yeah. the water helps me think but it's it's um i use it as a it's not exercise for the end result as much as it is for my soul my mind because mm. when you turn off your mind turn off your phone and exercise your body in some way whether it's doing the dishes something you know sculpting something it does not matter what it is but when you turn off your mind your subconscious gives you answers so i get all my answers on that by ride on that swim. And, and, you know, you really need to honor that body and take care of it and turn off the computer and turn on your body and go. Uh, and, and that to me has been, you know, I'm 52. And I would say that has been one of the, the most important things I've done my entire life um, mm. for my you know mental health. Cause people look at me and I'm like, you're always so happy. I'm like, yeah, I am actually. And if something bothers me about the world, I go fix it. But I, I'm a happy person because I, I have the endorphins from that morning exercise, the thoughts from, and, and find a way that makes you happy, right? I mean, it's it's I, just, I, love that. I hope everybody out there listening, if you're not doing it, you know, as Mary Wollstonecraft, one of the greatest philosophers said, the beginning is always today. You can begin any dream today. It does not matter who you were. It does not matter what your marks were. It doesn't matter where you come from. All that matters is today. And so if you wish to have a less cluttered life and a healthier mind, body, soul, you pick the routine in the morning, the ritual, I'll call it, because routine is such a Rituals. yucky word, ritual, exactly. and go and, 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 yep. and do that every day. It's your time. And, and I think yep. that's, that's really one of the healthiest things. And make an appointment. Make that 7.30 appointment. It's yours.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're if you're really busy with your work, put it in your diary. Yeah. Make that meeting to yourself because that's the most important meeting of the day. It that really is, is the most important time. And, and- Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. there isn't really, I have a few friends who are like in finance and here and then. they think, they, they always ask me, how do you have the time? And I said, you know, you'd be surprised that, that I have time. You can always make time. Don't underestimate, right? you know, it's your choice. No one else's choice. That's right. But there are also ways of micro practices, micro moments of the day where, you know, I sometimes, if I can't do the hour gym session, I would do a 10 minute walking on the grass, Beautiful. grounding my feet. I would yeah. do the five minute Meditation in between Zooms. So, really, um, do give that time to yourself, and you'll, as you said, the answers will come Always. and the clarity will come in those moments. Yeah. So important. Yeah. But I, I do want to go a bit more into actually the journey of getting into Sephora, mm. which I think are many, you know, as many beauty brand entrepreneurs or aspiring founders dream of that. And we're very fortunate that we're in the Sephora family, I say. Um, I know, I think there was a Sephora Accelerate program, etc. But can you just talk to us about that journey from yeah. Dragon's Den to Sephora That's today?
2: Great question. So yeah, you know, we were cruising along, we were in a department store chain with my original line. But remember, I launched it out of my garage. So what did I know? The packaging was shameful. Like it was just people felt sorry for me. So I mean the sense weren't bad, but um so we were in uh this department store and uh life was going along and we were doing well and then all of a sudden something shifted. Uh I started noticing that my children, Jed Z we're now becoming the buying power and the department stores were sort of becoming more quiet. And so my company was surviving. It wasn't thriving like it had been. I was watching all my fellow social entrepreneurs go out of business. And it was really, you know, we realized we were ahead of our time. And whenever I don't know what to do in life, because I did not know what to do, uh, I volunteer it gets me out of my way and I stop thinking about poor me and all my problems. So I went to Haiti after Hurricane Matthew. I was uh, volunteering, teaching women startups marketing. And while I was there, Sephora Canada wrote me and I blurted it out to all my girlfriends. I was like, oh my God, Sephora Canada just wrote me. And one of my girlfriends was a castor oil farm. She said, you know, they have this Accelerate program that you were talking about, and they realize that less than uh, 5%, less than 4%, I think it is, of, of the uh, CEOs of beauty companies are women. And so they basically created this program that basically beauty idols you. And, you know, up to 1,800 women apply, only 10 get in. Very, very competitive. And I did kind of what you did. I I visualized from that moment that I would get in the program and do this right. And I use a technique. It's from a book. Um, Maxwell Maltz wrote it. It's from the sixties. It was called psycho And basically if you want to visualize something, it's a 28 day plan. You spend 30 minutes a day and you visualize your life like a movie. You're in it. What's happening around you. And after 28 days, because the de- the body doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality physiologically, it believes whatever you tell it so after 28 days i call it a spiritual business plan everything you imagined will be in play guaranteed it can't fail you every time i do this it again like the book freaks me out so i visualize i'd get in the program and what that does is the sort of key to it is that you're a little more alert and aware of things around you because you're visualizing it like a business plan and you have a direction. When you don't have a direction, you can easily be uh, confused by someone else's social post, what someone says about you, a friend of me, it does not matter. But if you know where you're going, none of that clutter can get to you and it's the daily practice. So after 28 days, everything's in play. So then I met with my merchants and I said, you know, I don't want to give you the original line. I want to get in that program, use the same oils, same countries from Afghanistan, where our farmers earn two times the income over the illegal poppy, in Rwanda, where our farmers earn three times the income over the next crop of coffee. And I said, I want to keep buying those oils, but I want them to be all new sense. All new packaging and a scent that my daughter would love. Because my, my daughter would not wear my original line. And I get that. And so she sent me a picture of her Vanilla Woods, which I, I know you love. And the Vanilla Woods, uh, she held open. It was an empty bottle. She goes, Mama, this is how much I love you. So she wore the whole bottle of perfume. Just like every day she fell so in love. And I knew I was really on to something. So, yeah, we launched in Sephora with our clean line. Uh, we just earned the new um, Clean Planet Plus uh, yeah. seal, uh, this past week, which is great for sustainability. And, and it's really been an incredible journey. Now we're in 600 uh, stores across the U S and Canada and just launched in the EU, uh, uh, in June. And, uh, it's really just a beautiful journey to keep sharing our vegan cruelty-free sense. But, you know, I must say this, I added I, I the, the program, the accelerate program, really getting all that wonderful wisdom, From the merchants, and I know you have the same kind of relationship, they're so generous and and they're adorable because they'll say to you, you know, you're so great with feedback. It's really good for us. I'm like, great with your feedback. I couldn't afford to buy you in your wisdom, your consulting. I I take everything they say to me and I go, they say jump, I say how high. I'm a really great student. And I think that's crucial for us as founders to not get attached to our old ideas. And that was the challenge they gave me. They said, we want you in the program, Mm -hmm. but your company's older. You need to show us you're not attached to your old ideas. And that's when I said, how about all new sense, all new packaging, same countries? They were like, oh, let's go. And, you know, it was interesting. My mentor in the program said he'd never seen a company move as fast as ours. And I think you can be, some of us can moan and think, oh, I'm just small. No, no, you're agile. You can move swiftly. You don't have bureaucracy. I think there's a, there's a blessing in being a small organization, David against Goliath. And I certainly think a lot of clients want that indie David against Goliath. They don't want the big uh, machine. They want something genuine and real. And uh, we ended up in the end cracking the code on how to make a long lasting fragrance. So we did two things. One. Uh, instead of doing a 10 to 15% eau de parfum, I thought while well, I was in the program, why don't we double the fragrance oils within the EU standards of safe uh, to 25, 30% fragrance oils? Uh, uh, why aren't we, you know, vetiver, vanilla, uh, rose? These are natural fixatives. So give them room to adhere without the phthalates and parabens and all those chemicals. Yeah. And then I said, well, why are we putting these beautiful fair trade organic oils in alcohol? Why aren't we putting it in organic sugarcane alcohol? And it's almost like a difference between a delicious organic peach and a regular one or a delicious organic wine. And so as soon as you spray our spray our scents, you can smell them. You don't have to sort of wave the blotter to get the alcohol off. And the same with our perfume oils. We just launched the gemstones. Uh, each one matches the aromatherapy uh, of our, our uh, perfumes. And those are infused with organic jojoba oil. And I, I feel like you know just creating products that are affordable that are clean that are meaningful you know we are our price points fairly low given what we do and it's because yeah. i'm from poverty i have a house i have two kids and a beautiful husband i'm happy i live off my book sales i don't really need much more i'm not on any other journey other than my life and i have more than i ever dreamt of as a child so we're not here to like there's no rush to the finish line or exit strategy. Mm-hmm. We're really on this long, beautiful journey to learn and grow and inspire others. You know, when a woman or a man picks up our perfume and thinks, you know, maybe I could do this. Then I go, yeah, reach out to me. We're here. Uh, let's help you start a social enterprise. And hopefully if we can ignite others to do this, then then we've done something bigger than just, I mean, in the end of the day, when at the end of our lives, no one's going to care about your return on investment, your ROI. No one. They're going to only care about your return on love, your ROL. What did you do to return love? love? Right. So your ROL will lead your ROI as well. I never lead with the ROI. I lead fully with the ROL and all the ROI happens, but I don't care. It didn't matter when we were almost dying and now we're doing very Mm. well. It doesn't matter. The journey gives me a beautiful experience of learning and sharing. And that difficult time, which inspired me to go to Haiti and volunteer, that was such a beautiful journey. And if I didn't do that, I never would have gotten into Sephora. So, you know, really I'm trying to show measurable, actionable steps to live these virtues that can't fail you in your service to others. And it's not Pollyanna. It's hard work, as you know, but, but mm. it's worth it. And we're in no rush. You know, it's... About,
1: yeah, no, there's no extra, You know, you only put the pressure on yourself yeah. if you want to or choose which to. We so, but, which we do. Which it's healthy pressure. But in the same time, your priorities is really about paying it forward, not about pocketing it in. And, and, and I will say, because I know margins and no cost of goods. And you know the reason why no one's doing that 20, 25% is because they want to save the margins. They want to make more money. The fact that you've gone there yet still keep an accessible price point, I'll say it, is to show that you're really putting your consumer Thank first. You. You're not putting you first. You're not putting the, the, the brand's margins, profitability first. Um, that's why Seven Virtues, honestly, it stands out and, and why it's here to stay because... You're doing that thank and you're living it and it's who you are. And that's why I love founder led stories because I can see Bob in the seven virtues. So Aww, I you. love that. And, and I, and I want people to really recognize that, you know, you guys have really kept the low price point for what you could have just increased it by t- 25%, 30, 40% because you've increased the, the oils, which are costly, which cost a lot. Plus you've maintained the sustainability angle of your sourcing, which adds to your freight With that, you know, with the pandemic, it's not cheap. It's not easy. Um, But I I do actually want to talk about just, you know, before we wrap things up towards the end is um, about the pandemic and how it's maybe shaped your face or changed the landscape of your business. How, how has it been like the last year?
2: Oh, great question. You know, it was terrible for us, just like everyone else. I couldn't see my my father. We couldn't see my in-laws. You know, we wanted to protect mm. them. We were all unable to travel. We couldn't train stores. You have 600 doors, you can't yeah. get to them. And so uh, I have this little mantra I use now. I got mad. I, my whole thing is get mad, take a bath, have a nap. And you got to get mad. You have to get mad. Look, look, something was taken from you. Get mad and then go take a bath and turn off everything and relax and then go take a nap. And your subconscious mind will give you the answers. And I got the answers. I was so mad that I couldn't reach my stores. So we ended up creating Mm. this virtual studio. Uh, we found some grant money to help us uh, set it up. My son, Victor, who works with me, set it up. It's all soundproofed with the teleprompter and the cameras. And we started training all of our stores. Now, this is very interesting. Before, when I would go into, say, Chicago to give a talk, we would piggyback. Victor would come in on points. We'd hit every store and do training and really founder training, as you know, is so well received. And so... You'd get maybe, you'd you'd really connect with maybe 30, 40 beauty advisors, which was lovely. Sometimes do a masterclass in the morning and get more. But virtually, we were able to train 700 people at once. And all of a sudden... They're asking questions in the Q&A, and Victor's answering them, and we're having this wonderful party, and it's really changed my life. Even my speaking engagements, which I live off of with my book, I don't draw a salary from the perfume company, uh, all my talks yeah, were gone. Yeah. So we pivoted and made this virtual studio, and here's the craziest thing. I made more money in virtual talks than I ever have in 12 years of speaking. And I'm like, Amazing. who knew? Who knew? So, so get mad? Take a bath, have a nap, and, and and really let your subconscious mind help you. And now I will never go back to the way we went. Our sales increased 188%. Uh, it is a mind-blowing machine that we were able to create without being able to physically leave my home in Bedford, Nova Scotia. And so I really feel uh, that we, we really have to take that energy. And if something's stopping you, blocking you, Get mad. Not at someone, Mm. but at the situation. You've got to get it out. You cannot keep it inside. Then you've got to relax. Take a bath. Honestly, no phone, no nothing. Get mad. Take a bath. Have a nap. Take a shower. Take a sauna. I don't care what it is. And then go nap. I love it. And let your subconscious mind. And that's actually partly why we created the Gemstone Oils to set intentions. To use scent to set intentions and think about the things that bother you in your life and how to actually build your character. It's not about goals. So for me, I'm impulsive. I can be very impulsive. And so I use my, actually use my sandalwood, my Santal vanilla, because it's got tiger eye gemstone, which we will have these in the UK soon. We didn't, we got you the 11 mil ones, but these, but you can use, you can use it with the 11 mil as well. And I actually think about not being so impulsive. And I actually use the aromatherapy. It's about focusing the mind, feeling at peace, and releasing tension. And that of vanilla is like a Japanese forest bathing. It really calms me down. So when I put that on at night and I set my intentions to be less impulsive and to maybe take a breath, the next day when I feel like being really impulsive, I just smell this again like Pavlov's dogs. And it re-triggers for me all the mindfulness I had the evening before. And it helps me to take a breath. And not rush and breathe, Mm. not react. Cause I love to, I'm a very passionate person. I love to go, I love that. Let's do this. Let's buy this. But you know, just taking a moment to just reflect helps me still be passionate but it helps me put pieces together that I wouldn't before. So that's the idea: is those two pieces. One, get mad, take a bath, have a nap, or take a shower, whatever that means, get in water. And then two, yeah. set your intentions the night before. Use scent, use oils, use use anything that helps you. Use an orange. Uh, slice open an orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever scent you love, and use that as conditioning to help you. You can use that with difficulty with overeating. It does not matter whatever mm-hmm. in your life. A struggle. So yes, that's how I handled the pandemic. I learned a lot more about myself and, and the things I could do and that we're unstoppable, every one of us, no matter what comes at us. And just maybe, maybe when we get a challenge, it we can decide, do you want to curl up in the fetal position in the corner or do you want to roll up your sleeves and get going? Because if you want yep. to be a leader, you have to lead. And you know if you don't want to lead then go in the corner. That's okay too. That's it's not, if not yeah, what you want, that's what
1: you want to do. But nobody and wants yeah. that. Right. And I no mean, no one wants to deep, deep, exactly. deep, deep
2: down. And sometimes we just don't have the tools uh, to really. And, and the right?
1: no, exactly. And I think what you said, you've even given a, a very simple tool of just take a shower, take a bath, set an intention, right. have a conduit of a fragrance or something that's to right. allow that journey and sleep. Yeah. Um, but first, do get mad because let it out.
2: Just get mad, it out there and you know we're, nobody really teaches us that. We're taught to no. behave. Oh, don't get yeah. too worked up. Get mad.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it's it's, it's human, it's normal, let and it out. it's part of the journey. It's part of the process. Yeah, we it's a so lot of important. us lost a
2: lot of things. We're not all in the same boat, yeah. and uh, not everyone rebounded. Depending on industries or depending on situations, personally, there were relationships that broke up. There were lots of difficult things that happened mm-hmm. out there, and so helping people have the tools. Because you know what? Didn't we just think this was all over with our double vax, and now we're learning? Oh, it's called Delta
1: how's what that third boost i know it, it, and you know it, it, these things might stay might be today it might be this covid next year, two years it might be something else who knows what we don't know the future right. we only know today so, right and it's really a mindset game of you you can champion today by changing your mindset and only you can no one else can that's right you know
2: so well because you said. can't
1: control external factors. You can't. It's, it's right. all internal that matters. And I think that's so important. So find your way. But if you are struggling to find that way, you, you know, you're listening and you're saying, yeah, I know, easier said than done, but just let it out, take a bath and <laughs> take a nap. nap.
2: Get those, that wisdom.
1: I love it. No, it's so um, so true. So I'm going um, to, before we get into the fire round questions, I do have a question I ask everyone. And I don't know if this is very true anymore with the whole new variants, but um, imagine TSA is opening up and, you know, finally we're, we're, we're being able to travel around the world very easily, but TSA is being a bit annoying. They're saying, look, Bob, you can travel, but you can only take one fragrance, probably a rollerball under hundred ml with you. What would you, which scent would you take and why?
2: Oh, what a great question. Uh, I would definitely take the Santal Vanille because it would be the Santal Vanille perfume oil with the, the tiger eye gemstone, it is my forest bathing and it doesn't matter where I am. So imagine you're in a long lineup at the airport. You've got your double mask. You're, you don't want to eat right now because you're scared to take it off and you're hungry and you're frustrated, but you've got to just sort of keep it together because you've got to get to your destination. That would allow me to feel immediately transported to a forest and forest bathe. and I could keep myself together, especially my impulsiveness. And it's because I've been practicing it repeatedly in my rituals. It's really, really helped me. I can go pretty much anywhere with it. And it, it just gives me that, that stability. Um, now... I know others might choose the vanilla woods or the blackberry lily because you get so many compliments from strangers. I call it stranger love. When someone goes, what are you wearing? And you go, whoa, who, me? And you pretend you didn't know. Of course you knew, you knew you smelled fabulous. And I love that. I love the stories people tell me about people chasing them down escalators. What are you wearing? Come show my wife. And it's like, That's cool stuff. And you know, our perfumers, our chemists, they're in London. CPL Aromas. uh, Yes, they are amazing they're my family they really saved us um the owner so
1: when you come to london we'll, i would love to visit oh my god we'll go have a little fragrance day we'll
2: go have a fragrance day at cpl aromas we actually did that we had a fun day with um christina Lama, who writes for the sunday times she yeah. wrote i am malala with malala and she has written beautiful stories on us and i've read her book uh, the sewing circles of herat and she loves perfumes. so she joined us at cpl aromas and she and her mom made their own perfumes so we could do that again. We have a lot of fun when we go I to London went. with them. They're love amazing.
1: love that. No, and just for everyone listening, you know, she said, I have it in front of me. Um, what I love about it is on like the packaging as well, you've got um, a lot of information that's so important that we don't get to see in fragrance. We just see three words of the Parfum or the toilet. That's all we really see. Here instead, you've got, you know, what, it's sustainably sourced sandalwood essential oil from Sri Lanka, But you've also got what it's best for, which I love, which is focusing the mind, releasing tension and feeling at peace, which truly I've put this throughout the podcast and I am feeling that. And the story, which I love, is this perfume provides farmers and their families with fair wages. And to me, it's like you're feeling more than just a fragrance, you're feeling the, the, the power behind it. It's got, it's got an energy to it. Yes. And I think that transforms into the scent as well. I'm glad you feel really that does. because
2: that's, I that's, really do. that's really powerful. Not many people have ever picked that up, but there is a force of energy within this, uh, for good in the world. And every single bottle that's purchased helps us realize the vision. So it's, otherwise, it's just a dream. And the only action is engaging people to join you on a mission, uh, you know, and create a movement. Uh, and, and really, that's kind of what I'm up to. <laughs> it's really I it. no, healing.
1: I, mean, I, I can really see that. So I hope everyone does check it out, The Seven Virtues. Thank but you. we're going to go to um fire round question before we wrap up today which uh, I could speak for days because I think there's so many nuggets of gold but I think everyone already has probably taken so many notes that they're just going to be so inspired but we'll get straight to it so the first question I want to ask and this is rapid you know rapid fire is what is another beauty skin wellness brand that you're currently loving
2: I love SkinFix. It's uh, it's really great. It protects the skin barrier. It's another Nova Scotian brand. So Amy has become a good friend of mine. We actually were friends long before either of us launched our brands, and she used to work with Joe Malone. So she believed in me. She actually worked with Joe Malone herself, and uh, uh, she believed in me when, when people were making fun and, and I never forgot that. And, uh, and I love her products. Uh, they're, they're clean, they're in the clean space and they're, they really are beautiful. And so, yes, yeah, SkinFix fix, uh, very amazing. clever brand. Yeah.
1: Oh, maybe maybe we can have her on the podcast. Okay, so I can connect you. I'll connect you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Think that story See? seems amazing. Wonderful, um, right This is how it happens. Um, a guilty pleasure of yours.
2: I love red wine. Oh my God. I just like it for the antioxidants and I just want to support the local economy, right?
1: But I love a red wine. I love
2: a red wine on a Friday, not during the week because I like to get up early and swim, but I do love a Friday, a boozy, a boozy Friday. I play backgammon and cribbage with my in-laws and my husband and my father. This became a tradition we started during the pandemic
1: amazing oh i love that you love backgammon too but when you come to london we'll play backgammon yeah i, nice I love
2: backgammon my oh my god uh, i love it We're going to be play best it online that's
1: my okay that's, that's, that's my it little, we're best friends
2: you're now my best sometimes friend.
1: during zooms i'll play backgammon while listening it just happens um, <laughs> um <laughs> i love you what are you currently <laughs> what are you currently watching or reading
2: oh uh, we're watching manifest on netflix i don't know if you've mm-hmm. seen that
1: no, I haven't, but it's on my,
2: it's is it good? Oh, we watched the last episode of the third season last night. <gasps>
0: Amazing. Mm.
2: And it's kind of okay. religious, not like organized religion, but it's actually they're slipping in the God stuff, which is kind of interesting mm. about how they're doing it. And I find that kind of fascinating, kind of the heaven stuff. You know, yeah. we're not supposed to talk about that kind of stuff, but this show is one of the most popular shows on Netflix. So maybe we're all yeah. hungry for a little bit of faith a little bit of no, you know I, honestly
1: yeah especially right now just you know right, right now uh, yeah right. this time
2: of life and i just read the um, um i just read the alchemist uh by paolo oh, Coelho. Is. oh my god so good and then i didn't know carl Jung was all into alchemy and connect with yeah. psychology so now i'm reading that book which is kind of heavy but the alchemist yeah. was a lovely light story it was beautiful and how what you want in life was all where you began but you have to go on a journey to rediscover that it was all right in front of you and isn't that what it's That's about fun.
1: That is so that is exactly what it's about. Yeah. It is this. So oh I love that. Yeah. Um what's your favorite social media platform right now?
0: Oh. Um, I I
2: like Instagram, you know, I'm trying to learn TikTok. I'm not very good at that. Like I don't go dancing like a middle aged mother, I promise yeah. you. But I I do try to learn <laughs> all about it and of course Facebook I'm like two friends away from 5000 and then suddenly you can't have friends anymore so I've been resisting resisting letting it get to 5000 You would have
1: to do a cleanse or something which is not well, nice Well or but,
2: I think what you yeah. should do is maybe go go to the 5000 and then anyone who wants to and be your public. friend they start following your fan page so I think I've yeah, I've been it. neglecting that so I need to I like two if two people ask me to be their friend I'll say yes and I'll get to 5000 And then you'll be
1: then you'll be and if you can follow, you like, yeah, I love that. <laughs> that's right. Um, and then what, what is, um, and my last question is, if you weren't a beauty entrepreneur, what would you be? But you already so much more than that. So that's wow. a kind of a trick question. Yeah, you but, know, um, I do
2: love my motivational talks. I get asked to speak yeah. uh, in London quite a bit and across the US and Canada. And that's my favorite thing to do. So I think that once, you know, in my next chapter will be just to fully focus on that. And I want to write more books. It's been very mm-hmm. difficult to get time to work on all the books I have in my soul. And uh, even though we find time for our companies, we're growing rapidly and expanding and it requires my leadership with our team. So uh, that would be what I would do. I would write more books and just continue traveling and, speaking and sharing ideas with people, that would be like so much fun. So I do it now. I just, I would do it all the time, right? You
0: would do it
1: all the time. No, but I mean, I've already, I did this. People say TikTok's addicting. Uh, I went on YouTube, typed in Barb Stegman and I was found myself in a cyclical cycle of watching your speeches it's so addictive so you have an amazing array of videos on youtube so if everyone's listening do check uh, out you know type in you. barb segment into youtube but actually on that note where can everyone find you and follow you ah, on social media well, and there's your brand
2: two there's the brand the seven virtues and it's the digit seven so don't spell seven and then there's barb segaman which is barb uh, s-t-e-g-e-m-a-n-n you can read it on uh, the podcast and that's on twitter Instagram, Facebook, both brands are on all of that and LinkedIn um, so yeah, so we're out there, uh, you can find me or the brand and I, I work very closely with our team on the brand social media, um, in fact today is social media day so we will gather and, and work fully on what we're what we're doing, especially with the EU, all the Sephora platforms posting us right now, ensuring that we're staying on top of all of that. So as much as we like to talk about all the fun stuff and the theory of life and all of that, there still has to be the, okay, it's time for the Zoom call. Let's all yeah. report what we're up to. What do we need help with? What are we struggling with? What's not working? What can we do better next time? And in a very friendly, loving space, um, yep. and that's really crucial for the growth and development of a brand, especially where we don't really look at what anyone else is doing. We, we don't care. I used to row in university and the only way to win the race, the heat was to keep your eyes in the boat and watch the back of yep. the person in front of you and move, uh, in in unison and almost like one. And so we've always kept that mentality in our company. I don't really look at what any of my competition's doing. Uh, I look at what we're doing. And I think that's the same for us as humans, isn't it? It's to look at how we can grow as people. Am I better than I was last year? Am I seeking excellence? Am I being kind to myself? Am I, am I growing? And, and am I removing the things that are keeping me from my joy? And all of those things are crucial, but only we can know. And it's really that eyes in the boat. Uh, mentality is very important. So even though we're busy growing the brand, we don't really look outside, uh, at trends or Mm. anything. We just sort of create what we feel the world is missing and needs. Um, that's been good for us to keep us individual, much like your brand keeps you very unique because it's special, isn't it?
1: No, and I think we need more brands like this and more missions like that, because then it even motivates us as founders to to go further because, you know, we're, we're paving the way. So hopefully I'm not against, you know, like more brands coming in and doing also our mission. It's great because it's we've served a you know, greater purpose. But it does feel good to be one of the first to, to make a big movement, which you which you have done, and uh, we both done. And done. It's it feels nice. Good. We it feels, like it. It's nice.
2: It's good. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have a fun backgammon tournament in London when uh, when I can finally cross cannot the pond. wait. We will have a good time. We'll I go to CPL aromas that. and we'll make perfume yes. and meet everybody and.
1: And I'll take you for a really yummy Indian home <gasps> meal at home. My favorite food so,
2: on the planet. Amazing.
1: Thank you so much for. Just the most incredible one of the most incredible episodes, and I say this, I don't say this lightly, but it has been for me uh, one of the most enjoyable episodes to film and record. And um, everyone, please check out um, the brand, the Seven Virtues, and Bob via the, all the social links that will be in the summary, as well as you'll be able to hopefully watch the the, the perfume more documentary as well.
2: So awesome. we'll share that. Thank you so much for